Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we come thanking you again for this week's podcast. We pray for power over cancer, over COVID-19, over diabetes, over mental challenges, over high blood pressure, over arthritis. We pray for the first responders, the healthcare workers. We pray for peace. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of Jesus, amen. The apostle John was exiled to the island of Patmos for being a Christian. And while there, he received a vision to write the words that are found in Revelation. And in chapters two and three, He told John to write a letter that would be directed to seven churches in Asia Minor. These churches included Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. These seven churches had the same problems modern churches have. Moreover, individuals also have the same problems these Asia Minor churches have. So today, I want to know which one of the seven churches you are affiliated with, and are most like you? Or better still, are you like any of the seven churches? Let's see. In Revelation 2, verses 1 through 7, we find these words written about the church at Ephesus. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These things he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. My friends, Ephesus reminds me of Las Vegas, in that Ephesus had the temple of Diana, a fertility goddess who was worshipped with immoral sex. This temple was regarded one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Paul had ministered in Ephesus, along with Aquila and Priscilla, as well as Apollos and Timothy. Jesus knew all about this church, how they worked to pursue pure doctrine, how they tested the messengers who claimed to be apostles. Jesus commends the church for showing godly patience. You would think all is well with the church at Ephesus. In Revelation 2 and 4, Jesus starts the verse with the word, nevertheless, which means in spite of all the good the church did, it was canceled out by the bad. So what was so bad that it canceled out all the good? They left their first love. Dr. Jesus then prescribes a remedy for what ailed them. They left their love of God. It was a church full of correct doctrine, but no love. Have you been to a church like that? You know people like that? Jesus wants them to remember where they used to be 
in their love. Next, he tells them to repent or change direction, to move off the path that they are currently walking, and finally, they are to do the first works or return to the basics. What are the basics? Reading the Word daily, praying daily, fellowshipping with other Christians, and evangelizing. These basics cannot be done at the corporate church level unless they are done at the individual level. When this pandemic is over, we can get together with other Christians. The pandemic does not stop us from reading, praying, or evangelizing. In Revelations 2 verses 8 through 10, it describes the church at Smyrna. It says, And to the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and come to life, I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of these things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. My Christian friends, the church at Smyrna was persecuted by the Jewish community. Jesus commends them for their faithfulness, even though they faced unimaginable tribulation. Today, there are countries that will put you in jail or kill you just for being a Christian. But the words of Jesus tells us that if we are faithful unto death, he will give us a crown of life. There are two crowns used by the Greeks. One was a crown used by kings, and the other crown was given to the winner of an athletic event. Jesus gets the king's crown, and we get the victory crown. The church at Pergamos is a church that compromised its beliefs. In Revelation 2, verses 12 through 17, Jesus calls it the place where Satan's throne is. It was the capital of the region with a strong Roman presence, but it also had a strong Christian church. Christians are surrounded today by influences that could lead us to compromise our values. Sexual immorality was an expected part of the Roman Empire. The doctrine of Balaam comes from Numbers chapters 22 through 24 and chapter 31. Balaam was a corrupt man who combined the sins of immorality and idolatry to please the king of Moab. This church was too tolerant of accepting false doctrines. Today, Christians are easily led astray if they don't read the Bible for themselves. That's why I encourage you every week to find a good Bible-teaching church to enhance your studies. In Revelation 2, verses 18 through 29, the church at Thyatira was a wealthy commercial city that Jesus praises for its growth in faith and service. However, the church's downfall was brought about by a prophetess Jesus named Jezebel. This was a reference to one of the most evil characters in the Old Testament. This woman, although in the church, promoted sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols to the servants of the church. Fast forward today, and we continually see ministries brought down by sexual sins. Just as Jesus gave Jezebel time to repent, he gives us time as well. If we are guilty of sin, we have a choice to repent or not. All of the churches we have discussed so far have great qualities, and all but one had deep spiritual problems. As Christians, we cannot fool ourselves just because we can fool each other, for Jesus says, I know your works. These four churches were surrounded by those who had no use for Christians. But if you'll notice, 
Jesus has a reward for those who endure. We will eat from the tree of life in paradise. We will not be hurt by the second death. We will be given a crown of life. We will be given the blessing of a white stone. We will be given the morning star, who is Jesus himself. We'll finish part two with the last three churches next week. Come back and hear about the seven churches of Asia Minor. If you'd like to receive the promises that Jesus has for his churches, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for your word. Place it deep in my heart so that I will not sin against you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Again, I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address at hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.